Before we start this episode, we have a quick message from our sponsors. If you're studying for the Foreign Service Officer Test like us, we have a great study tool for you. Besides listening to our podcast, we also use FSO Compass. On FSO Compass, you can find practice tests for every section, comprehensive courses that guide you through the entire application process, and you can even connect with other aspiring U.S. diplomats. The resources have really helped us prepare, and we hope they help you too. To access FSO Compass and get 10% off your annual subscription, be sure to use the link in our description box. Good luck! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another mini-sode of How Did We Not Know That? My name's Nat, and today is part three in our mini-series on permanently inhabited U.S. territories. Previously, we covered U.S. territories located in the Pacific, but today we're going to shift our focus towards the Caribbean and the U.S. Virgin Islands. The U.S. Virgin Islands not to be mistaken with the British Virgin Islands, are located roughly 40 kilometers east of Puerto Rico. The history of the U.S. Virgin Islands is very different compared to the history of Guam and the Northern Mariana Islands. It's believed that the first residents of the chain of islands were the Siboney, Caribs, and the Arawaks. In 1493, Christopher Columbus arrived on the islands and decided to name them the Virgin Islands because their beauty reminded him of the beautiful St. Ursula and her 11,000 virgins. But it wasn't until the 1600s that European countries started to take significant interest in the islands. In the 1620s, England and Holland teamed up to colonize the island of St. Croix. However, Spain decided it also wanted St. Croix and invaded the island shortly after. But soon after this, France decided to step in and removed Spain. The island of St. Croix was a French colony until the year 1733, when it was purchased by Denmark. Denmark had a huge presence in the Caribbean during this time. Shout out to all my Danish friends. Sorry, but this part of your history is not so great. The Danish West India Company colonized the island of St. Thomas in 1665, and then St. John in 1694, and together, the three islands of St. Croix, St. Thomas, and St. John would form the Danish West Indies. This name might sound familiar to you because it served as one of the main locations in the triangular slave trade. The triangular trade brought slaves from Africa to the Caribbean, including the Danish West Indies, where they produced molasses and rum that would be sent to Europe, and in turn, European goods were sent back to the islands. So when Denmark settled the Danish West Indies, they quickly started sugarcane plantations on St. John and St. Croix and set up a slave trading post on St. Thomas. By this point, European settlers had completely destroyed the indigenous populations on these islands as a result of the many diseases they brought with them and the incredibly harsh labor conditions they forced them into. An entire civilization was wiped out and the indigenous population no longer exists in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Denmark repopulated the island's labor force with slaves from Africa, and soon the Virgin Islands became a major trade hub and established a huge plantation economy, mainly producing sugar. It wasn't long before the number of slaves on the island significantly outnumbered the number of colonists. There were several slave rebellions on the islands that lasted years and years. On July 3, 1848, following a particularly violent slave rebellion, 
Slavery was finally abolished in the Danish West Indies, and all enslaved people were freed. Today, U.S. Virgin Islanders continue to celebrate Emancipation Day every year on July 3rd. However, life immediately following emancipation was still extremely difficult for newly freed Virgin Islanders. People struggled to make ends meet because the land had already been exhausted and the plantations were small and outdated. Labor riots continued over the next years because of the failing economy and strict labor laws. The U.S. began its negotiations with Denmark to purchase the Danish West Indies after the end of the Civil War in the 1860s. Once slavery was abolished and they could no longer rely on free labor, the islands became too expensive for Denmark to maintain, and the U.S. wanted the islands as an economic and national security asset. The two countries couldn't seem to agree on a deal, but once World War I began, the U.S. became even more intent on settling this deal. The U.S. was worried that Germany was going to annex Denmark, giving them the ability to launch an attack on the U.S. from the Danish West Indies. This really fueled negotiations, and the U.S. basically told Denmark that if they didn't sell them the islands, then the U.S. would just go ahead and seize them forcefully. So, in 1917, the U.S. purchased the Danish West Indies from Denmark for $25 million, which is roughly $554 million in today's money. St. John, St. Croix, and St. Thomas became the U.S. Virgin Islands and would be the only U.S. territory that was purchased from another imperial power. Conditions on the island improved, but the change came very slowly and people became frustrated. They were especially upset that they hadn't been granted U.S. citizenship and that instead of a democratically elected government, they were governed by the U.S. Navy. In 1932, U.S. Virgin Islanders were finally granted U.S. citizenship, but they still didn't receive all of the rights that U.S. citizens on the mainland have. In fact, it wasn't until 1970 that U.S. Virgin Islanders won the right to vote for their own governor. Today, the U.S. territory of the Virgin Islands is run by an elected governor and is under the jurisdiction of the President of the United States. Like the territories we previously talked about, the 106,000 U.S. Virgin Islanders can only elect a non-voting representative to the House of Reps and cannot vote for president. So this concludes my very brief overview of the history of the U.S. Virgin Islands and how it became a U.S. territory. Thanks for listening, and be sure to stay tuned next week for the fourth and final part in this mini-series when we'll discuss American Samoa. This has been an episode of How Did We Not Know That. If you liked it, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also follow us on all social media, including YouTube, at How Did We Not Know That. If you thought our podcast was low quality, we know. We thought so, too. Help us improve the podcast by contributing to our Patreon. Thank you for listening, and see you guys next week.